Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. I woke up this morning and it was negative seven outside. We are about as far away from summer as it's possible to be. But, you know, we had a real summer to remember this year. I'm particularly privileged in that at the end of trips, I go speak to some young people about their week. I, I do this up in Largs, my colleague Ashton does it on the Isle of Wight, and some of our amazing volunteers help us out at adventure centres. It's one thing for me to sit here and talk about the difference trust trips make to young people's lives, but it's much better for you to hear it for yourselves from them. This is why we have those chats. We want to be there for every young person who wants support living through and beyond cancer. And it's other young people whose voices matter the most here. They matter the most in saying what support it is they need, what helps and what doesn't, and what they get out of spending time with the trust. And you know, something I hear all the time in those conversations is how isolating cancer is, even after treatment ends. These stories that young people share, in turn, let everyone who hears them know that they aren't alone. They're not alone in how they feel. They're not alone in what they're going through. I think that's why people who come to the trust talk about the trust community, because it's somewhere they feel they can belong and not shy away from this significant part of their lives. So you're going to hear snippets of conversations we had this summer, with all the wind and the rain included, unedited, so please excuse some changes in quality across the episode. Usually we have these chats on the boats at the end of the week, so imagine you've been invited to join us on deck, and let's talk about things we don't talk about anywhere else. You'll hear from Callum, Nicole, Lucy, Roisin, Charlie, Griff, Chrissy, Amber, Kieran, John, Sarah, and then Lucy again to round off. Right, so I was helming for most of the trip, you know, taking command and that, I was the skipper. Uh, but it was, it was great fun, honestly. Being there, you feel so in control. And for something like a disease that you feel you've never had control of before, to then take control in that environment with people that have gone through the same thing as you as a young person is really important so you feel so you finally feel like you're in that driving seat literally and metaphorically you get to make jokes that you never could make like outside of a trip like this you get to make jokes about um you know experiences that you've been through in a light-hearted in a light-hearted way um but also have some like serious conversations about how things have been and just sharing our experiences and tips about getting back into a normal state after your disease. After I had cancer, you feel... It was sort of like after my last uh, treatment, which is my radiotherapy, after my last blast of radiotherapy, you, you, you feel lost almost because you lose the routine that you've been in for like two years. Um, so I had chemotherapy and radiotherapy. So you get into a normal routine of, oh, I've got to wake up at this time, I've got chemotherapy at this time, or I've got radiotherapy at this time, and so on and so forth. So you feel lost about where you, what happens next. And it's an uncertainty feeling as well. Like, could it come back? How do I get back into a normal state, into normal life, going back, getting back into school, just getting back into a normal routine before you had cancer? You, you just feel lost. 
I mean, you do, you still feel lost, but you also feel that sense of power that it's a new feeling in you. You feel like you have to take control of your life because something could have taken it away. So you feel like, oh, I really want to do this. And it's made me realize what I truly want to do with my life. And it's driven me to like push forward with it. So I feel like you find a new sense of who you are after you've had cancer. I don't feel like I needed it, but it was, I know I needed it now. <laughs> I didn't think I needed it, but yeah, I think I need it now. And um, it was really nice to kind of meet up with people who had been out of treatment for a few years, because you were speaking to people in their, in their careers and things like that. And that was really interesting to be like, well, yes, like we've got lives now like it, that isn't just hospital. And one thing that I was really amazed at um, is that not a, hardly, not a single one of us is openly spoken about treatment or spoken about what we had or where we were treated and I found that so refreshing because it was like this is just different, this is like refinding your skills and your socialising skills, it was like socialising with people that had been through what you've been through but it was just common ground, you knew that, it's not as if it was like oh hi this is my name and this is what I had which is a lot of other things have been so I thought that was really refreshing. Discovered a hobby, like I love it. Like I really, I, I love the ocean and I love the water and I've always wanted to be beside the water. I've never been sporty. I've never had a consistent hobby, um, and I just love it. And then just meeting new people because I was the only person to come from Glasgow, and Glasgow would primarily be where if you knew a familiar face, that's that's where you knew them from. So I was the only person to come, which I never knew about, which could have been quite daunting, but it wasn't. It was just meeting people like the girls from Ireland and things like that and you're like whoa <laughs> like it's just very all over which is nice. I feel like I have more confidence in myself as a person and being around other young people who've gone through the same thing uh, I've learned to be myself and that's okay to be myself and you gain so much independence through that confidence that we have from learning how to do ropes and do the fenders and having that responsibility of been like helping the whole crew, which is great. Coming back for the people, for the stories people share, which is really funny. Um, and I just, I love being on the water and just being with people who've been through similar situations that I've been through that I can relate to. I mean, I think after the first trip in particular, for me, like I didn't have much contact with other young people in the hospital when I was going through my treatment. So actually coming sailing with Ellen McCarthy for the first time was actually probably the first time that um, I'd actually been with like other young people who had cancer really um, which was obviously a really amazing experience um, and then to be coming back um, I think it equips you to sort of handle your emotions about cancer a lot better because you know that it like kind of almost validates your feelings that like, everyone who's had cancer as a young person has gone through a lot of the same emotions and the same fears, um, which is really nice um, when you can experience that. I think there's something really special about when you're on this boat together and you just, you're sort of doing things and then someone will be like, oh God, I'm so glad I don't have my Hickman line anymore or something like that um, and just little things like that I, d I don't personally think it's like we need to sit down and be like right guys let's talk about cancer it's more just like a very like 
you know that everyone on these trips has had cancer. So you can just like, it's just something that you can like slip in naturally into a conversation, which you just can't do in real life. Because if you do that in, in for real life, if you do that with other people, no, I was gonna say normal people, if you do that with other people, they're like, oh my God, oh, it's so intense. Whereas here it's just like, it doesn't have to be that intense. It's just, it's just a way of like, sort of, yeah, like recovering, yeah. Yeah, and like I found a few friends who had a brain tumour, like what I've, like what I've had and stuff, and on. they not only had the barbecue, then all I was doing is just talking to them really, and, and we've been through similar things to be honest. Like one of them's got a son who has a brain tumour because he's were blocking his fluid from draining, like mine were and stuff. So yeah, like I feel a lot more relaxed now that I can talk to people who I know. Yeah. Yeah, because like my mum, my, my family and my teachers, they always say, yeah, I know, but then after that, they don't actually know what it feels like. And once my teacher even said, yeah, I know like Charlie, but, but then he said, well, I don't actually know Charlie and stuff. So what, what like, sort of got me nervous a bit, because like, no one understands it, what it feels like in my family. But now it's better now that I've got someone to talk to. I think it's just like the lovely community that no one's angry, everyone's just like, we're happy and the funny thing was I said before I went to bed yesterday I said love you night everyone and they said love you too <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> yeah so I had a I had a brain tumor it was in it was on my optic pathway so that affects my eyesight quite a bit so I can't see at all out of this eye and this eye's quite blurry so um one of the good things Steve did was he put tape around the pontoons so which helped made me more able so I, I did I didn't fall over and stuff which helped so if someone else has a disability they would they, they, they'd be helped a lot um, quite drastically, I'd say. Um, I was two weeks out of graduating university, um, so I was kind of ready to get started and kind of felt like my whole future was, a, was ahead of me. Um, but as the diagnosis came and it was quite, a, quite an aggressive tumour, it was the size of a grapefruit um, and it started breaking the surrounding bones, so it kind of felt like my whole world just came crashing down. Um, so yeah, it's a big change. Um, I'm two years um, cancer-free, kind of in remission now, um, and I still feel like I'm climbing that mountain trying to get back to whatever kind of normal was. Um, quite surreal, to be honest. Um, I didn't think I'd ever be able to do anything like this. Um, kind of, I've opted out of quite a bit of things since having just kind of one working arm, um, but they kind of said you can get involved as much or as little as you want and they help you all the way. If you need that extra hand, someone is literally right next to you the entire time. Um, so I'm quite proud of, proud of myself that I'm managing to do the ropes and even steer the boat with one arm. And yeah, just really has boosted my confidence. I can go and do anything now. <laughs> in college, so I was diagnosed in COVID and decided to defer my place with college. So I was finished my first year and was going into my last year. Um, so that was like, it took quite a toll on me because COVID was a thing and it didn't, I had to like go through all like operations and everything on my own. I didn't have the support around me and I couldn't see friends to let, let off some steam. So it was a bit like wary of that, of just being on my own in my isolated bubble that there was no escape sort of thing. So yeah, it was just life hospital. That was all I saw. <laughs> it was quite nice just to be like, talk freely of just cancer because 
like sometimes you find it quite hard talking to friends because they just want to be like supportive but in another sense you just want them to be normal and just be like oh it's a bit crap instead of just being like oh you'll be fine it's a bit like everyone just sort of knows what you've gone through or similar situations but then you can just be like oh it's, yeah it was it wasn't great sort of thing so it's nice just to be relatable and just openly talk about cancer as a whole yeah um it's not it's nice just obviously chatting to people of similar age about experiences and things and from my sort of perspective it's i know i'm a bit sort of far further on i'm about 10 years post now um and it's some of the people of like one year post they're still they're asking me questions and bits and it's nice sort of giving them advice on how I or how I sort of get, deal with things and bits and pieces so yeah it's, it's been really good yeah I, I would say yeah um it's obviously every year I have the usual checkups and blood tests and all that sort of jazz but as the years go on it's more of the sort of mental side of things that's sort of a bit more sort of poignant for me in particular and I know other people I've spoken to as well who are a bit further on um, it's mainly the more mental side of mental health side of things um, that's what sort of affects me more now rather than the actual physical um, but yeah it's just because it, it's nice just chatting to people because it feel like sometimes it's you just feel that way um, and it's just you but obviously talking to other people they're sort of a bit of not reassuring sort of the wrong wrong word but it's nice to know you're not feeling that on your own and other people feel similar ways. I guess it brings in like similarities because through the, like when you finish treatment and like for the rest of your life, you're kind of, you're not the same as everyone else. Like you've, like how, you've, how you do things is like, okay, we, we come back, we, how we used to do things before, saying I used to play basketball before and then when I came back, I struggled to actually keep up with like some of my friends and the pace so it was it's like it's kind of good to like like it feels like I don't know what the what the word would be like it really like reassures you like you're not the only one going through that like there was so much I was asking so much people like when they got back they weren't actually the same and that's what cancer does so it was nice to know like other people who went through like the same thing as you and like understand people's experiences and like how they see things I think the trust does very well with this. Finishing treatment is one of the hardest parts mentally, not physically. Because you find yourself now not in the watch of someone all the time. So it's like you, you can get quite anxious, like are you sure I'm, I'm, are you sure I'm okay? And any, any little symptom that you get, you, you associate it like, oh my God, it's, it's my cancer back. That's, I think that's one of the things that I replay in my head all the time and it can, it can get me quite anxious. Uh, in my country, in Venezuela, we don't have any of these sort of charities and I just feel really, really lucky and, and, and happy to be able to, to get this support from all of you because I know not have, having them makes a big, a big difference when, while you're on treatment like you know everything is sorted for you and you just have to focus on being well and focus on yourself and not worry about anything else like money or or even after treatment now with with the elemacato uh, thrust you can just try to help yourself mentally as well so yeah I, I think it will make it makes a lot of difference like comparing myself to the people i know in venezuela receiving treatment it's it's massive massive impact 
Oh, I'm definitely more optimistic. Optimistic. There we go. Um, and the trips has always been something that I've always looked forward to. Even if there's like bad things going on, I've got the trip to look forward to because I know that it's, I will just have such great fun here. Uh, so it's made me more of an optimistic person, um, realizing what I've been through, and it's okay to. to realize that what you've been through it has been hard but you've got people around you can relate to and that's just made me such like just really more positive in my life and always look for the good things in life because of the trips i've been on yeah that's it for this week thank you to callum nicole lucy roisin charlie griff chrissy amber kieran john and sarah for conversations earlier this year and you too for listening in. This is the first time we've had an episode like this, so if you appreciated hearing from young people directly at the end of trips like this, let us know. We are a chatty bunch, and there are many more young people we spoke to at the end of each week, so we can do more episodes like this. And if you're coming on a trip next year, do look out for us. One of the recurring things that kept coming up as I was finding clips to put this episode together was that sense of young people finding other young people who have been through the same thing as them. Call it belonging, call it making bonds, call it new friends, whatever it is, it makes a difference. That's why we call our monthly donors friends of the trust. They make a difference too. No matter how big or small your support, it allows young people to make those connections with others who are in the same boat. And as we've heard, those friendships are vital. Go to our website and click on Donate for more details on becoming a friend of the Trust. That's it for this week and this run of episodes. We'll be back in the new year and I'm already looking forward to it. Till next time, take care.